Hello, it's good to be with you again. I'm John Smizer. And this uh, living life together, we're looking here today in the 30th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy, uh, Moses laying out the, the reminding them of the law, the things that they had learned from their childhood, that they have heard, they have heard for the 40 years that they have wandered in the wilderness with their parents, and that they are presently ready to go into the promised land. And Moses wants to instruct them how they should live life and how they can prosper. If you remember last yesterday, we spoke about the things that would happen if they did not follow the Lord, if they were not obedient. There would be curses that they would receive and that they would be much like Sodom and Gomorrah and people would look at the land that they live in and ask, what, what happened here? Today we move to the promises. Those things that God said, if you will return to me. And we're going to explore some of those things. And I want to encourage you today also to recognize that in your life, there's those areas that God has promised, if you will be obedient to me, if you will follow me, I will, I will be there for you. If you call out on my name and, and pray in the name of Jesus Christ according to his will and the things, I will do mighty things that you won't even believe. So today we're going to see the Old Testament events as we see that the children of Israel as they are challenged to go into the promised land and be obedient to those things that God has instructed them in, and that through their obedience, they will find great reward. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 10. When all these blessings and curses I have set before you come on you and you take them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations, and when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I command you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. Even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors and you will take possession of it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. You will again obey the Lord and follow all his commands I am giving you today. 
Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in all the work of your hands and in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your land. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your ancestors. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands and decrees that are written in this book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. In 1948, uh, when I was just uh, uh, growing up, my, ch my family, the church I was attending, spoke about how the nation of Israel had been gathered together back into their land in 1948. And quite often people would speak about that this would begin the uh, preparation for the second coming of the Lord. Today we kind of are going to we're going to look at the passage that I think is sometimes used in that area. But I'm not sure that Israel has truly accomplished what God asked for them in this passage. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, it says, When all of these blessings and curses I have uh, set before you come on you and you take them to heart, Wherever the Lord has dispersed you among the nations, and when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul according to everything I commanded you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. And the children have been scattered. The children of Israel have been dispersed. Now, this idea of being obedient to God with all your heart and soul, that's a kind of a prerequisite here today that we want to look forward to, that we see God's hand in a promise, but it's with a conditional relationship with Him. So in ways, I want to encourage you to recognize that it's not just, oh, I'm a child of God, therefore he's going to bless me in all that I do. No, no. There, there's that requirement for you to be able to see that you return and obedient. You and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul according to everything I have commanded you today. That was my, it's being obedient. I know that I struggle with obedience. There are things that just I get so caught up in, I get so distracted in. Can I expect God to bless me and cause my life to be a, a, a happy place, a, a fruitful thing, if I'm not being obedient to Him? Well, of course all of you are yelling out at me right now. You're saying, no, you can't expect that. And you're right, because God's promise of blessing comes first with a, uh, an area of obedience and commitment and fulfilling the, the things he's called me to be doing. And for the children of Israel today, he is calling on them to be obedient to him in all that Moses is sharing with them again. Now, there is that area that as they do follow him, that he will cause them to prosper. There will be great reward in their life. And in verse 6, 
There's another section here. It says, The Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. You know, this reminds me of the portion of Scripture in John 15 when Jesus shared that he's the vine, we are the branch. He who abides in him, he who abides in me, he said, will, will flourish, he will prosper, he will be fruitful. Now, but there's pruning that takes place, and you're familiar with that pruning. The pruning happens when those branches that are not bearing any fruit at all, are, are, they're cut off. They're, they're taken away and thrown into the fire. But for those, those branches that are drawing upon the nurturing love and encouragement that they can draw from Jesus when they can gain all of their needed nourishment from him, that they're, they're being attached to him, they're being fruitful. But what he's going to do, he's going to prune them. My mother always loved roses. And I know that there was a certain time of year that my dad would be out back cutting those roses down. He would be trimming all those roses back. And, and I always, what, what is that for, Dad? What, why are you doing this? And he would tell me that the plant, if it was allowed to grow and grow year after year and, and grow tall and scraggly and have these sucker shoots that come off the bottom, that the flower... The, the, the fruit of that rose bush would be very small and it would be not very beautiful. But as it's pruned, that it goes back down to what's important. And that's the issue of the idea that he's going to circumcise the heart. He's going to cut away anything that's in our heart that is taking up space and is causing us to, to not pay attention to the Lord. That he's going to circumcise. He's going to cut away. And in that, there will be more fruitfulness. In ways at times when we think we're being trimmed and God's punishing us, it's maybe his pruning. It's the area where he's working in our lives. Just trust him for that. In this section at the very end, there's a wonderful part. In the last part of verse 9, it says, The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous, just as he delighted in your ancestors. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commandments and decrees that are written in the book of law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. There is a call there that God would delight in us to bring pleasure to the Lord. You know, we're not meeting in church settings right now, but there is the opportunity that in our own private space, our hearts are really surrendering to the Lord. And that in those things, He has a smile because we are fully devoted to Him. In worship, when we do come back together as the church gathered in a place to, together, that our, our desire is to delight Him 
with our worship and proclaiming how great he is. Our God is a wonderful God, and we need to worship him in every way. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, today, as we have looked at your word and seen the challenges for your children as they are uh, coming into their promised land, Lord, that if they are obedient, they will receive a blessing from you. But if they're not, they will be dispersed. But if they return to you, God is a God, you are a forgiving God who truly desires for us to, to journey with you. And in that we find great pleasure. Father, bless each of us today that we would be obediently following you. Sing your soul, lifting your burden and stepping in closer.